everybody, and welcome back once again to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I am joined by TV host Paige Davis. How's it going, Paige? It's going really well. Nice to talk to you. Same here. Uh, thank you for, for coming on, and uh, we are such big fans of uh, Trading Spaces. Thank you. Talk a little bit about that show and, and how it all uh, developed. Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like I fell into it quite by accident and at the same time it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have taken a lot of risks and pushed myself. Um, I never imagined that I would host anything and I was not in the design world or the DIY home improvement world. I you know, was a dancer, singer, actress doing musical theater in New York City and on Broadway. <laughs> and a friend of mine had had been working at Banyan Productions in Philadelphia production company that made the show originally for for TLC and she heard they were looking for a new host she worked on different shows she didn't even work on trading spaces she worked on a wedding story and a makeover story and all of those shows from way back in the day on daytime TLC and she called and she's like I heard they're looking for a new host for this show Banyan just took it over and you're perfect for it and I called her back and I said well um, I've never done TV. I don't have a background in interior design and I've never hosted anything. So how exactly is it that I'm perfect for this show? <laughs> and she was like, I just know it. And the hardest part of getting the job was getting the audition because they just would not see me. And eventually I ended up calling the general manager of TLC and I left a voicemail message for her that said, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I understand and realize my resume doesn't reflect television experience, but please bear in mind that I have 17 years of experience in the business, and I believe that my background in theater and my training in improv is ideally suited for what I understand as an unscripted show, and I would just like a chance to be seen. And so that was in 2001, and. I got a chance to go in for the audition. I mean, it was just so ridiculously crazy. I just, I couldn't believe that I, you know, how do you get television experience if you can't audition for television? <laughs> and I, I was just thinking to myself, like, I don't even know if I want this job, but it's not yeah. an NBC fall lineup that I'm trying to get on here. Like this is just some, you know, pissant cable show on TLC. <laughs> like, right. How can I not even get an audition for this, you know? And so I guess, I don't know if it was chutzpah or balls or stupidity, or I don't know what it was, but I just kind of decided that I was going to get an audition no matter what, but, you know, that was like the, the goal. That was the only goal was to get in the room. To go along with uh, everything. I mean, uh, to go along with you being a TV host, I mean, you're also a, uh, a, a author of, of a book called Page by Page. Yes, uh, it was. A, it's a journal-style book. Um, I kept a journal of all the kind of behind-the-scenes shenanigans during one season of Trading Spaces. So, you know, you hear about a lot of stuff, um, you know, travel mishaps and different things that happened off-camera with the homeowners and with the designers. Um, yeah, it's in the style of a journal, and it was really successful. It was number three on the New York Times bestseller list for many weeks. That's yeah. That that's that's awesome. I mean, that that's uh, pretty tough to do. It really, I think it's a reflection of 
how much people really did love the show. Um, it, I think people really kept training spaces um, kind of dear to their hearts. You know, our, the fans of our show were pretty fanatical, actually, and they were really dedicated and really loyal. And I think any information they could get that was, you know, behind the scenes, as it were, they were very craven for. And um, so that was that was great. What 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 would you say was the uh, best best and worst part of, of doing the show in in your mind? Um, the best part was being a part of something really powerful. Like I used to say, it doesn't suck to be me. You know, to walk down the street or to be in a mall or to go to a restaurant and have people just literally come up and hug you and say, I love you and I love your show. Or, you know, people would scream to me across the street, we love you, Paige. Or, um, and to know that we were doing something that people were really enjoying was truly special. And the friendships that I forged during that time I still have. We're still all really close. Um, not just the designers who were on the program, but also all the behind the scenes folks. We still work together when we can and we see each other. And of course, with social media, it's much easier to keep in touch. And that's just been fantastic to have right. Facebook, you know, to be connected. And we're all really close because we just went through this kind of extreme situation together. The worst part about it was um well for me some of the worst part about it was actually doing the diy stuff every day all day long oh. it was never really my passion <laughs> you know the designers that was their passion that's what they love to do and i'm like if i have to paint one more wall or out any more wallpaper or tear out a carpet one more time i'm just gonna rip my hair out you know um because it was never really like my biggest joy. My favorite part was interviewing the homeowners and being there with them and kind of like, you know, sort of figuratively escorting them through this process. And, um, but the, the really hard part was just being away from home. Cause back in the day we did so many episodes per season. Cause you know, this was really the beginning of when cable was making its surge. And so it was not, at all uncommon for popular shows to do 40 episodes a season and we were doing upwards of 75 a season and i was on every episode you know the production teams would leapfrog each other and the designers obviously were switching in and out of episodes but i was on every single episode so i was quite literally never home like at all i i think for two days for two years in a row i was never home for more than an overnight. Mm. And even then, that was extremely rare. So that was hard. And that was really hard on Patrick. You know, we were newly married and he was like, you know, I didn't get married to you to never ever be with you. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so not uh, a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. it. Obviously, it changed my entire life. It made me a household name in a, in a way. It opened a lot of doors for me. And, um, you know, it just, it just changed a lot, a lot, a lot. Now, because of the show, do you now, are you, would you say maybe not so much, maybe an expert, but I mean, would you know a lot more about how to fix things around the house now? And You would think I would know a lot more, Mike, but I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I, sometimes I surprise myself and I'm like, someone will be doing a project and, and I may say, oh, wait, no, you have that, that has to dry first. Hold on. And I'll think to myself, how in the world did I know that? 
um, yeah, I never, honestly, I never even really paid attention. I just did whatever. I was always around and I did a lot of work and it used to hurt my feelings actually when like people would back in the day when it was chat boards, we didn't have Twitter and social media and, you know, Facebook and all of that. We had chat boards. And I remember reading different comments of people saying, you know, Paige doesn't even do anything. She just hounds everybody on time and budget and she never helps. And that's not true. When, in fact, when the cameras weren't rolling, I was usually working the most hard and I really rolled up my sleeves and I really got in there and I helped the families and the teams as much as I possibly could. But in terms of the television show, that wasn't really my role. So when the cameras were rolling, I was doing my part, which was to host it and ask questions and, and pester the designers about time and budget. So um, I did a lot, but I primarily just did whatever the designers told me to do. So it was almost like studying for a pop quiz every time. I'd be like, okay, I know how to do this right now. And then back at the hotel room or, you know, back in the hotel bar over drinks, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew how to do it in the moment and that was kind of it. And any of the time you see me on camera doing things, it's all, I always find it interesting when people introduce me as a home expert, because if you really watch the show, if you go back and you watch them again, you'll see anytime I help with a project, I almost always messed it up. And the designer's <laughs> like, hey, God, why did we let you do this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> why did you ask me to do it in the first place? <laughs> So it's pretty funny. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the show just looks like so much fun to do. I mean, uh, especially just the interviewing of the host and them, uh, or I mean, the couples that you interviewed and just watching everything that goes on in there. I'm sure that uh, we, we didn't see everything that went on, but I mean, just to see all the work that went on to make what was the, the end product look. It was all there. It was all real. It really did happen in two days. The homeowners really did do the work. Oh, wow. The rooms really were under $1,000. Now, of course, that doesn't include labor because you've got the homeowners and the designers and me. And yeah, yeah. But in terms of supplies, um, they never spent more than $1,000. And if they did, like kind of back in the early days, they used to maybe spend more and then we'd say, you have to take something out or we'd say, shame on you or whatever. <laughs> but then, right. As the series went on, we, the production company started getting a lot more strict, not because of literal budget, but because of in the name of the game. You know, okay. the stakes aren't high if you're going to go, oh, shame on you, and let them spend an extra hundred bucks. Right. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I was very proud of that, especially, you know, back in the day when reality television actually was real. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. And even in the reboot, it was the same thing. They got to spend more because we, uh, you know, took into account inflation. And so the rooms were $2,000 instead of $1,000 each. But they really did it. They really did it in two days, and they really only spent that amount of money, and the homeowners really did do the work. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. That's that's quite a rigoring schedule to do it all in two days. It really is. Well, there's a whole setup day. You know, all the interview stuff happens the day before. Like, what do you want to see in your room? And who are you afraid of? And, you know, right. uh, Miss and the Jones live next door to each other, and they like to barbecue together. All that would happen the day before. <laughs> yeah. But the actual trade itself, from key swap to time's up, was within two days. Man. So uh, to go along with the show, there was a kind of a 10-year gap in, in between of you hosting it. You had you had yeah, come back well, 
there was more than that gap because um, there was two years that they went without a host. Then they brought me back. And that was in 2008. And that's when, and then it, it did go off the air. After, it was on the air for eight years. And then it went off the air for 10 years. And then it came back. So it's pretty amazing. Now, so in in between those 10 years of it, uh, when when you had had that time off per se, uh, were you were you doing a lot of uh, theater in, in between and uh, doing a lot of acting? I did it. I did a tremendous amount of theater, and I also did more television. I hosted um, seasons of Homemade Simple for the Oprah Winfrey Network and was nominated for an Emmy. And I hosted uh, Home and Family for the Hallmark Channel, and that was really fun. And oh my gosh, I did a lot of theater. I went back to Broadway. Um, are you still? So are you still currently doing Broadway? A lot of Broadway and theater. I have not done theater now for almost three years because we did two seasons of the reboot of Trading Spaces. And then this year I was hosting some more things. So I just, um, I hosted the toilet paper wedding dress challenge that aired <laughs> a couple months ago on TLC. That was amazing. And then um, I have a big holiday, four, four episode holiday special coming out on Food Network in December. Oh, so so it's going to be uh, okay. So so this this December then, yeah. So uh, you to go along with the trading spaces, you also did something else that uh, that I personally love. I am a game show person, and uh, you were part of uh, something called the game show marathon. Oh yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, that was actually hosted by Ricky Lake, and it was all for charity. It was on CBS. It was a summer series, and there's just a bunch of you know celebrity type people coming together and competing in nostalgic uh, game shows. And um, all the money was you got to earn for whichever charity you chose. And I usually do things like that. Like I played, I did Celebrity Jeopardy and I played for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. And I usually do stuff for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. But that marathon, that game show marathon, I actually did for, um, oh, what was it called? Donate Now, I believe, for organ donors. Okay, yeah. Organ donation. Um, Because I had a dear friend who was in desperate need of a new organ, and um, so I played for that charity. Now, now did you compete every single day uh, of the uh, competition? No, I got out before the finale, but I did get to play Prices Right. I got to play Beat the Clock. I got to play Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> I was little Bo Keep and my little Maltese. They actually made a sheep costume for her. She was a sheep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think I got to play one other thing, but I can't remember what it was right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and also Rich, Rich Fields, uh, I think, was also the announcer on that. And then you also had uh, Todd Newton, who was going around in different people's homes and just giving away whatever uh, the uh, prizes were, I, I think it was, around the country. Oh, that's cool. I forgot that part. Yeah, yeah. This so your life, Paige Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... So yeah, I I was hoping in somewhere in between time they would bring something like that back because that looks like so much fun to just see one host. I mean, going through all those uh, classic TV sh- or classic game shows rather, and just that I was hoping that they'd bring something like that back, but I guess they haven't. 
No, they haven't. No. Yet, anyway. So uh, you said that uh, you have something coming out in December. Uh, tell us, a, tell us a little bit about that. I don't think I, I don't think I can. No. Okay. I don't think I can. Um, but it's for the holidays, and it's on Food Network. And I probably shouldn't have even said that, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> so, is there anything else that you're uh, <clears throat> that you're currently working on that uh, that I can help plug for you? Um, nothing I can talk about. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh -huh. But I'm working on some more um, DIY interior design competition shows, and um, hopefully some of all that will come to fruition, which will be really exciting. Well, when it comes out, I hope that you do come back on here and uh, and tell us, tell us a, little, a little bit about it, a little bit more about it. Then. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to, of course. And so, Paige, I have one more question for you, and then uh, so you've been so generous with your time, and I absolutely appreciate it. Um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into to TV? Oh, the same advice I would give anybody who wants to give into any who wants to get into anything, and it's um, it's kind of I don't know if it's going to sound cliche or whatever, but I do think it's a great piece of advice. You know, one of the best ways to succeed into something is succeeding something is to just never quit. And somebody once said to me, "Don't take no from someone who doesn't have the power to say yes." Oh. So just keep, you know, keep going and don't, don't take no from yourself either. Like you have the power to say yes. So keep going. And I think it's the same even with marriage. Like sometimes people will ask me, how do you and Patrick stay married? And I'm like, we don't leave. <laughs> don't quit. It's pretty much that simple. If you don't get a divorce, you'll still be married. Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously there's all kinds of other things, but I just think that's really important. And and in addition to not taking no from someone who doesn't have the power to say yes, I think it's really important to be prepared to, to hear no. You're going to hear no a lot. But if you let that stop you, well, then it, you'll stop. Yeah. You know, Walt Disney heard no. Steven Spielberg heard no. A lot of people hear no. And I think especially in this business, whether it's theater or television, you're going to hear no a lot. And you're going to hear no way more often than you hear yes. You will probably most of the time hear no. It's always no. It's, you're yeah. always going to hear no. Yeah. I mean, constantly. And if you let that discourage you, or if you decide that that one person's opinion, or even ten people's opinion, or twenty people's opinion, or a hundred people's opinion, is more important than your own, then you're not going to make it. You have to listen for constructive criticism and advice, and you know, assess within yourself, could I have done something better? Do I need to learn more? Do I need to train? Do I need to, you know, what, what can I do and keep doing that and never give up? But, you know, that is, that is good advice. I've never heard it put that way. So, well, good. I'm glad yeah. I could be of service. Yeah. <laughs> well, Paige Davis, thank you so much for your time. You are a very sweet lady and uh, thank you again so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Okay, bye, Mike. Bye-bye.